Hi, I'm Sean Chiplock, and you're listening to Two Dads in a Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Two Dads in a Podcast interview series. Oh man, I just took a bite of food. Well, shame on you. Uh, yeah, shame. today is a fun one. Very fun. It, Very fun. An interview with Mr. Chiplock. Mr. Sean Chiplock. Yeah. Otherwise known as the voice of Ravali from Breath of the Wild and the Great Deku Tree. He is Reen in Trails of Cold Steel, the entire series, among many others, including Persona 5, ReZero, Genshin Impact, and, and so, so many more. Yes, he's done a lot, and he is way more versatile than i thought he even could be because he has a range my friends he He has has an incredible range and you'll get to hear some of that in just a minute so sit back relax and enjoy welcome (laughs) hello thank you we do a podcast here Thank you, or I'm sorry for having me. We'll figure out which one applies today. We do a podcast, um, and we we talk to people. This was our uh, selfish way of interacting with people that we have endured and loved. And I I don't know, we're the nerds that like look up who the voice actors are, so we can follow (laughs) the rest of the things they do. Oh, good. Maybe you can tell me who I am because I'm still trying to figure that out. I, I actually have, have mentioned he's, that a few he's times. He's the so. video game nerd, yes, by the way. I, I'm the big video um, game nerd. Uh, he oh, is. He we both love that. anime, but he has definitely seen a few more than I have. Yeah, I actually, yeah. I actually found you uh, on Twitch through Kyle oh. Bear. He hosted you the other day, and I saw that you were playing Trails of Cold Steel. And at the time when I saw you were playing it, I had no idea you voiced Reen. Like I, I had no idea, so I, I hop in and I'm like, <laughs> voice "Man, actor. this guy is really entertaining." And if Kyle hosted him, he he must be a voice actor because oh, yeah, feel... the community is so so tight knit. And so I was like, "Oh, let me look him up." And I found your Twitter and sent you a message. And then I looked up your IMDb. <laughs> so I'm sitting here like scrolling through, like, "Wait a second, are you serious? Are real?" Really? No. Yeah. <laughs> hearing your uh, all, all the voices you've done, it's crazy because I've I've we've also since then since we set up this interview, listened to a few of your interviews, and you know you said that you're known for your upbeat you know voices and all that. Uh-huh. But then listening to you go into these other sort of modes and mindsets and and tones fucking impressive man thank you thank you <laughs> this if, is if this is going to be the whole interview by the way we're just going to like fine. pump you up but if, if i can toot my own horn since you brought up reen uh yeah. if i can send you a link <laughs> so this is just something i'm i'm really really proud of because it's not something that you normally hear um i can post it in chat i'm gonna make sure it's the right sure. control v okay so this is a vod of one of my episodes of cold steel 4 that i've been playing through and in that VOD, if you go to, I will post what I said to this other person. If you go to three hours, 21 minutes and 43 seconds, based on the scrubbing, you may have to just go like 20 seconds earlier than that and then just wait for it. Three hours. Right, right. 
minor spoilers. It's a part of the game where the crew goes to rescue Reen because he's been possessed by like whatever entity is in his body. And he's, he's just gone like possessed feral, like just totally out of his mind. He's not acting as himself. And yeah. one of the voice lines that I had to do in this version of Reen was just like this angry feral it's not a bark it's not a growl it's it's like a bark <laughs> it's like in the middle it's like a growl bark. you just feel it in deep and it just comes out as yes but if you go to that timestamp and you listen to the noise that yeah. my character makes and realize that that came out of me like you can you will hear my reaction now, did ahead. you uh discover that noise when you got penetrated <laughs> rectally or um before we get extremely like off topic, I want to get like my question in that I ask everybody because uh-huh. I'm a s- selfish person. I like to uh, get this answer of what's your favorite type of music? I band, when I was song, when I was growing band. up, it was pretty much all video game music, and that's just most of that was because yeah. I was the recluse nerd, you know, who got bullied at school. I liked video games. I I enjoyed cartoons and stuff like that. I didn't really listen to a lot of mainstream music or have like a CD player. It was just all video game consoles. It was Nintendo 64 and Game Boy. So that's been a big part of it. But as I grew up, I found that because of the way my imagination worked, I really enjoy music that doesn't have lyrics or that that has lyrics in a language I don't understand. Nice. So so that I I guess I always enjoyed coming up with a story that fit the the beats and the pacing and the atmosphere and the the emotion music Mm -hmm. rather than having the story told to me, if that makes sense. No, absolutely. I mean, music in and of itself, you know, you listen to the right music and it tells a story beginning to end. I 100% agree with that. If you look at my Spotify, it's... 90% 90% like is, video is game music. Spotify public? Can mm-hmm. I look at it? Uh, I'm, no. Can I, I can oh. show it to you. Well, then, then why'd you bring it up? All right. <laughs> I can't see it. No. <laughs> Honestly, like, I, I, I relate to that in the way that I've grew up listening to a lot of 60s, 70s rock and stuff like that. And then kind of found my own sort of style these days, but I never really listened to the lyrics at mm-hmm. all in these songs. And that's more just because tonally I'm, I'm hearing things uh, sonically. I, You're too slow. I, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How do you know? How you did cut, you know? <laughs> cut straight to the core of me and it only took you about five minutes. No. <laughs> <laughs> I there's think, one time um, i hit him while he was really in depth listening to music and rings popped out i was very confused i was very confused I, I don't care what you guys do on friday nights if you like hitting each other while listening to music if that's if that's how you, you unwind yeah, after yeah, he's just day. he just wants to know how the rings got there yeah um, <laughs> the rings go on the front <laughs> We uh, no, that's that's another reason why I love anime is because the music they put at, at the beginning and at the end that yep. it's it's in a different mm-hmm. language, but yep. it's so crazy upbeat and they they do they capture this uh, emotion in those songs and a lot of them like a lot of the Naruto ones, uh, they sound like like nineties grunge mixed with 90s pop and it's just crazy like sort of a punkish vibe dude i i use i use naruto theme songs with modified lyrics for like most of my life pursuits will be like i'm evading taxes hope the irs won't find me oh man i found almost every single one on like amazon prime music and that's like a playlist for me now it's just 
<laughs> just anime I used themes. to Ugh, back back nerd. during college. I took a summer semester uh, to practice acting, and I uh, had a, an entire dorm room to myself. And every night, I would just fire up my iTunes playlist and have it start going because I had like eleven hundred songs or something on there. Mm-hmm, and right. I would just fall asleep to that. Like I'd fall asleep to it. I'd wake up yeah. to it. Music was <laughs> around me twenty four seven. Well, that's super cool. I, I mean, you gotta love the fact that when we were sort of grown up because you're close to the same age like pretty close you know halo was really popular mm-hmm. and all these games that had the, just these amazing soundtracks and then you wait about 10 years and these just worldwide renowned orchestras are playing these soundtracks yeah. of link and yeah. halo the symphony of the goddesses was an amazing experience dude i i wish i could explain to you the feelings that were rushing through (laughs) my chest when they had like the e3 presentation and they showed the trailer and i couldn't announce my character yet oh no when they're when they're doing that do 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 it's like swelling like rivali pops on screen and just like yeah Just a little fist pump into the air. You know, speaking um, of of Rivali, like, you know, we were talking earlier about your range. What is it like to to shift from going from Rivali, who has a little bit of a, a higher tonality, and to something as deep as the Deku tree? You know, because that that was just crazy listening to, so to the, the differences. Fun thing, the fun thing that I like to tell people is uh, the Great Deku Tree was actually originally the only role that I was cast as in Breath of the Wild. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, it started with the Great Deku Tree. And then while we were in the recording process, they said, hey, there's this bird that we we had someone cast and it's not working out. We weren't, we're going to listen to some different voices. Would you like to do a read for him? And that turned out to be Rivali. And then Teba happened while we were recording for Rivali because they said, oh, by the way, there is another bird. Can you do something that sounds distinctly different from both Rivali and the Great Deku Tree? And the Great Deku Tree originally was like, uh, we had we were given the option to audition for up to three characters. And uh, the Great Deku Tree, which was codenamed at the time, the way it was described was like this, you know, father figure, you know, wise beyond his years. And I said, I want to do something that's very contrasting to these other two voices I did just to showcase my range. Like, I probably won't book it, but it's just to show, hey, I can do deep voices too, just in case, you know? <laughs> and and it was what surprised them. It, it literally did what I was hoping it would do, which was it caught them so off guard. It caught them by surprise that they were like, well, we're certain that we can use this guy. So let's let's use him as this character and then see what happens. And that's what led to the other character. Honestly, I, I'm proud to be able to say, like, you know, I, I we grew up playing Zelda and, and the Link games. And when they came out on the 3DS, the re-releases, I was able to get my son into playing them and he loves them. And so to be able to tell him, you know, hey, look, man, I'm interviewing the Deku tree and he he'll look at the video later and be like, he looks nothing like the tree. That's not, you know, you know, that's not the guy. (laughs) No, funny story about that. One of the big things why Breath of the Wild was such a big instance for me is I tell people it was a story of making a commitment to your career because I've told people there will be times in at least in voiceover where you have to make a choice to inconvenience yourself in order to give yourself just that little bit of an extra shot 
at getting a role. Yeah, yeah. Um, and in the time when Breath of the Wild was happening, when I got the callback audition, I was visiting at the time, my wife uh, and I were just boyfriend, girlfriend, but we were long distance. So we only got to see each other like once, maybe twice a year. And I was smack dab in the middle of what was supposed to be a two week vacation with her. Um, oh man. Oh. They got the callback and said, the callback is happening in like two days. Oh. Do you want to come into the studio or do you want to do it remotely? And I was like, well, I'm 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 with my my wife the, or I'm with my girlfriend at the moment. I'm I'm in Michigan. And they said, well, if you're not if you're not available to come in, we can do a remote audition. That is an option. But there was something in my brain that went, this is a callback, which means they're already considering you. Yeah. By this point, I had an inkling of what it was for. So like I knew it was relatively how important it was to me. And I went, right. this is one of those moments where you have to decide how valuable is it to you to spend a couple hundred dollars on a return flight to cut your trip a week short, just so that you have a little bit more of a chance of booking a gig. Not a guarantee, just a slightly bigger chance because it shows that you're committed to the project. Right, And I, yeah. and I went for it. And that is what made the difference because when I came in, and I did the callback and I did that third character. Originally, I said, oh, I'd like, I'd also like to read for this character. And they were like, oh, no, no, no. Like uh, Jamie Mortallaro, the caster is like, no, we've, we've got plenty of, you know, big burly guys, you know, they can hit really deep voices. And I was like, <laughs> I, I know, I figure, but I just wanted to do this as my third character because I wanted to provide contrast. So if you'd be willing to let me, I, I want to do this as my third. He's like, yeah. all right, well, we set up the three. Okay, go ahead. So I'm physically in the studio doing this voice and someone in the studio goes, you know, if I hadn't just watched you standing here doing this, I would not have believed you were capable of doing that. Like, <laughs> and, and, that's, and that's something that made the difference because if I had done it remotely, you know, maybe the, the visual contrast between, you know, my physicality and my voice wouldn't have hit yeah. them as hard. But that, that surprise is what gripped them and made them go, you know, this is memorable. I want this. And, and I think it played a direct part in me getting the part. So yeah, yeah. that's, that's Man, awesome. There's a lot of, there's a lot to be drawn for that. First off, like take your fucking opportunities, kids. You know? <laughs> right. If it presents itself, like don't be afraid to take the opportunities. And then like, like sorry, honey, I got to go be a tree. If you cut a trip <laughs> short, I gotta, I gotta branch out to new opportunities. <laughs> if you, uh, oh, if you cut a trip short and she's hasn't broken up with you yet, she's a keeper she's a keeper <laughs> that's that's the other lesson no like you really like you drew your like john reese davies like inspiration into that role and it it is so well appreciated so so I walk me through because you know I, you mentioned before this is the first canonically voiced legend of zelda mm. game that they've come out with how much did you squeal when you walked out after you oh, got the Oh, I, got the I role. shat my pants in fear. I, mean <laughs> I look like someone who's been through the ringer, which means I was around when the CDI games were a thing and when the reactions to the CDI games were a thing. So oh, my, first, my first thought was not, <laughs> oh my God, I'm voicing in a Legend of Zelda title. It was, <laughs> oh my God, I'm voicing in the first Legend of Zelda title <laughs> voiced since the CDI games. Oh God, oh God, oh God. At least you um, weren't what what was he the the real fat like shopkeep guy who's like really creepy 
<laughs> Lime portal, rope, bombs. They're yours, my friend. As long as you have enough rupees. It, it, it's got to be terrifying because honestly, like there's no more savage group than nerds when you piss oh, them off. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so that was really, I wasn't able to relax until the game was out and the response was not overwhelmingly, ha, 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 ha. Why would they think of doing this? This is garbage. Ha, 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 ha. So once... <laughs> Once it wasn't that, I was like, okay, I think I'm allowed to celebrate now. That That's great. For and, sure. and you got, honestly, the, the character with the best power. Rivali by true. far had the best yeah. power. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't, I can, I, I've lost count of the number of times people have said, you know, I saved Rivali for last because I wanted to enjoy it. I didn't want to speed through and like move on to something else. And as soon as I got his ability, I was like, why didn't I do him first? <laughs> you know, being able to that that one time revive, that's that's nice. You know, it, it's helpful and stuff. No, but I can literally fly anywhere I want to fly. Like, yep. Yeah. Why would you not want that? <laughs> so eventually we're going to nerd out harder on like video game topic. But before we like get into that and can't find a way out of the shit can i ask you a little bit about what sort of your favorite maybe animes are what maybe a genre or a specific anime i'm, I'm a really big there's fan. a right answer and i will let you know if you're wrong Chrome high school <laughs> uh see ours are ours is cowboy bebop and well, okay. Well, it yeah. it changes depending on genre. Like I'm a really oh, big perfect, fan of, like, perfect of of comed- well done comedically timed uh, uh, comedy <laughs> anime. So, Chromarty nice. uh, High School, Daily Lives of High School Boys. Those are two really big favorites. Osamatsu yeah. has cracked me up quite a few times. <laughs> um, for action series, of course, Cowboy Bebop is up there it, just because of the music. Like I would wake up to the exactly. music, like hands down 30 in the morning and we both the bought the vinyl button. we both bought yeah. the vinyl release last year it's the only vinyl i've ever bought like but i it, cannot i cannot decide if the japanese or the english version of the ending theme is better they uh the yoko kano she did all the orchestrating for the music and when she started orchestrating she was like early 20s uh-huh. and it was fucking brilliant and i have no idea but i'm i'm like i'm in love with that woman i have a wife but <laughs> if if that goes south japan is not that far away <laughs> no um so musically what other animes do you like um musically hmm. yeah like do you like the samurai shampoo sort of hip-hop done by the same guy as cowboy Bill? Uh, like Trigun? Sam- samurai shampoo full metal alchemist and brotherhood Oh, nice. Full Metal Alchemist was Ready Steady Go is always like that's one of my favorite intros, right? To, like any anime, it, it's I know like um, so good. What I always talk about, uh, Fooly Cooly introduced me to the pillows, and I love the yep, pillows. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, do you do you, have you been introduced? Like how much music introduced by anime for you? Uh, I wouldn't say anime specifically has introduced me to a lot of different um. Uh, music but there yeah. is music that i enjoy that came from anime if that makes sense yeah, yeah definitely so what what are you what are you watching now anime wise? yeah, yeah. Not, well i don't have time for anything the last like literally <laughs> the get... first 
Go ahead. I don't know why you bothered asking, TD, because we get that answer from every <laughs> voice actor. Like, do. I don't have time to do that. Come I, on. I watched, the most recent <laughs> anime I've watched is the anime that I, I watched as the dub scene was being played for a preview <laughs> before I recorded the live. Uh, is, that one too, is that one far enough along that you can shout it out, or is it still... No, that's, that was ReZero. But the most, okay. re the most recent anime that I wasn't in that I have seen and seen to completion, actually, was a week ago... I binged all of Beastars season one in a single night. Oh, oh nice. man. I've been we looking at I, that and it's on my manga list too. To it's, read. it's actually pretty good. It's actually my, pretty my good. My wife loves it. Um, I don't just, know why she just likes it. Keep those. in mind, if you thought the sexual tension in Zootopia was off the charts, it gets crazy. I mean, you're going to ask Russell because we both, uh, we both talk about what we watch and we, we see that shit. And like my wife, watches some of the most perverse animes i i have ever witnessed has an anime prior and... to be stars ever shown you a wolf's happy trail because let me tell you hey hey you know. maybe it's a good thing i didn't start watching it in front of my son <laughs> oh it's a oh, definitely not do not like no. it's, it's it's not consistently that bad but episode two and episode 11 he's got, he's got that committed to memory so he can go back <laughs> Fuck you, sir. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's the first time we've had a fuck you, sir, on oh. the program. Congratulations. I, I feel honored. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so you uh, like dungeon crawlers. Yes. I'm a huge fan of dungeon crawlers. All right. We love dungeon crawlers. We love RPGs. I mean, obviously. So what what's your favorite dungeon crawler? What's your favorite um sort of like more popular RPG? One that, you know, because there are so many RPGs. Not a lot of people are going to know most of the ones that we play. Okay. So uh, go ahead and name off a few that you sort of enjoy playing. For dungeon crawlers or just RPGs in general? Start with the dungeon crawlers and then sort of broaden it out. Uh, Demon Gaze, Etrian Odyssey, Labyrinth of Refrain, Operation Babel, Operation Abyss, Stranger of Sword City, Infinite Adventures, Saviors of Sapphire Wings. Uh, I'm starting to run out of ones. That one doesn't really <laughs> qualify. But Criminal Girls, if you like having people in the subway train stare at you awkwardly. <laughs> um, uh, what else is there anything beyond that i think that covers all the ones that i've personally played um and then in terms of regular rpgs uh i've been enjoying the cold steel series i've now, had people begging me to play scott what were you gonna say is this your is this your first time playing it after having uh, voiced it I mean, I played Cold Steel 1 when it released, and then I played it again prior to recording for Cold Steel 2. Then I did it a third time when I started streaming. Um, I, I would say that uh, this is my first time playing Cold Steel 3 and 4. Like, I'm actively streaming as I play through 4, yeah. and I mm -hmm. hadn't touched it before then. So I'm just glad that I'm getting to experience the series that I voiced in, and God, See, is it a long franchise. Honestly, <laughs> like, I, I find that to be amazing, because there's so many people who... You know, do you get to play or have you ever played any of the games that you've you've voiced in that you start in? And the answer is almost always no. You know, and it's funny how that happens. And it probably happens for a variety of reasons. I know for some people, they, you know, don't want to listen to their own performance. They don't want to critique themselves too much. Or I know some people are like, well, I already know what happens in the game. So, you know, it's it's kind of a ruined experience for okay. me. For can me, I can I can I sidebar you for two seconds because okay. you brought up the don't want to listen to their right, it's been own two voice. seconds. So moving on, as I was saying, <laughs> 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 fucking a, you're quick. 
do you like the sound of your own voice? Do you not like to listen to your voice, or are you are you cool with it? Well, like uh, that's another. I was actually I just about to get to that. Is oh, yeah, uh, let the man right. finish. Well, you know what? I'll shut the fuck up. It's okay. Gonna... He thought it. He thought this after thirty. He thought after thirty seconds, I was already finished. This isn't my show or anything. <laughs> this is my fucking podcast. We didn't come here to listen. Listen, all we're doing is proving it. That's right. By taking that's you right. out of the picture. No. <laughs> Uh, for me, it's not, I mean, obviously I, I can be my own worst critic at times, but as I've grown in experience and as my portfolio has yeah. grown, I've, it's been easier for me to be proud of my performances. Um, but most of the time, the reason why I don't play a game that I voice in isn't because I'm scared of my voice or because I know what's going to happen in it, but just because it's not a genre that I play. Mm, um, okay. for example, I, I was, uh, several characters in Fire Emblem Shadows of Valencia, mm-hmm. um, or Echoes Shadows of Valencia, and I just don't play the Fire Emblem games. Like I'm not, I'm not a big fan of tile-based strategy stuff. The like tactical strategies, right, right. it, it's honestly a unique taste. Like it is, it is. I and I'm like not... them, but I've yet to finish a single Fire Emblem game. Right, and I'm not poo-pooing <laughs> people who enjoy that. It's just not my cup of tea, which is ironic because Cup of Tea is the group that did the the dubbing for it. Um, another <laughs> a huge, a huge example oh, is man. voicing. Mishima Yuki in Persona 5, I hate the Persona 5 mechanics. I hate the fusion <laughs> system. It drives See, me insane. He's gotten on me because I haven't played Persona 5. But the, I'm like, the RPG, man, like the story, I, the I RPG just, elements are fun. Like the fusion system to get the higher stuff. Yeah. I, I just, eh. I missed the boat. I like, wasn't like, there. it's so aggravating to me that I couldn't even finish Persona Q, which was a dungeon crawler with Persona themes and mechanics. <laughs> it was literally Etrian Damn. Odyssey Persona. Damn. It's not. I was hoping it would be Etrian Odyssey, but with a Persona skin over it. Because okay. then I would be able, because that's what I was hoping for was, ah, I can enjoy the character interactions and the world of Persona with yeah. the mechanics and gameplay of an Etrian Odyssey. It, I, I can enjoy it. I can introduce myself to the Persona franchise through a game style that I'm used to. But it wasn't that because... Rather than having skill trees, which was Etrian Odyssey's biggest selling point in terms of RPG elements, it was the same damn demon fusion system, which meant you you leveled up your demons. And if you're not familiar with the franchise, you don't know what these demons learn as they level up. You get their their little hidden question mark blocks. Thing, right. and that's you learn it. <laughs> you learn that the question mark block things you unlocked aren't all that good and then you fuse them away and you're like okay well i'll bring these skills over but oops <laughs> turns out the monster that you made is a magic attacker and you just put physical skills on them <laughs> oopsie doopsie <laughs> guess you get to start over and and use up your money that you fused and now, people are like go ahead now as judge jury and executioner were you sean misled about the game not as Did badly you... as I was misled by Paw Patrol on a roll. <laughs> <laughs> because I, I, I W I, the victor. I saw in, in this. <laughs> I saw that Paw Patrol on a roll had humans and it had dogs. So naturally, my assumption was the dogs are going to get a good job and they're okay. going to get pets Look. because they're good dogs. No, I am not. I'm dying on this hill. Hold on. As as a father who has children and has had to watch some Paw Patrol. There's nothing good to come of it. 
in any they didn't pet the dog once they didn't (laughs) say good dog (laughs) they didn't give them scritches they didn't give them treats they didn't give them head pats you know what they gave them artwork what is the dog supposed to do with concept artwork so he obviously has much more experience in the video game realm than i do i know like dungeon crawlers i i love dungeon crawlers unfortunately for me i don't have the time to invest in them I enjoy it. So um, do you prefer a game that you have to sink a lot of time into or do you prefer one with sort of because this is this seems like a hot button topic for you like anybody that likes RPGs open world is, or linear? I yeah, you know, I it's a hard question to answer. It's kind of like a sub to dub anime question I is have, do you like the open world? Well, do you like I the have, straight plot line? I have I'm intimidated by open worlds because I'm concerned that if I don't have the time to sink into it consistently that the point is going to come where I don't touch it for like a week and then I come back and <laughs> I'm like what the fuck am I supposed to be doing and then you have to start over. That's that, part of why my 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 paranoia about it is uh Obviously, what you said is 100%, but then there's also a, did I miss something? Did I miss something everybody else saw? Did I miss something that I can't go back and get? Right, so I don't, I just, that's why I never touched Breath of the Wild, because I was like, there's no way that my ADHD (laughs) is going to let me get all of this done, and I'm a completionist, too. Like, you're talking about 900 Korok seeds? No. Yeah. No. This guy, completionist. (sighs) He loves... I I, I started trying to play through, and I, I say trying... Uh, to play through every main numbered Final Fantasy game. Um, I made it through five and it was so challenging because I'm a completionist. I want to find every treasure chest. I want to mm-hmm. unlock everything that I can unlock. So like I'm literally battling myself to not do those things while playing these games. Right. So I can just finish the damn series. I, I stopped at six. You you started you started your career pretty much right out of high school, didn't you? Yeah, I uh, I moved out two months after I graduated. One of the big learning points of one of the panels that I host uh, about, you know, getting into voice acting and my own step in the career um, is, first of all, if you're going to get involved in VO, you have to, unless, unless you're a trust fund baby and you've got plenty of stuff backing you up, you're probably going to need a backup job. So I, I was lucky enough to have connections out in California that were like, hey, you know, uh, the place that I'm working at is, is going to be looking to hire starting in the summer season. I can get set up an interview for you. So at least I had like a foothold. I had something to possibly yeah, yeah, yeah. start with when I moved yeah. out there, which I did. I did get that job and I worked it for about a year to build up my savings. I, I moved out in 2012, but I didn't start trying voiceover full time until like mid to late 2013. Um, and even then... A lot of what I did was freelance work. I was uh, I was working night shift uh, during the evenings uh, because during the day is when I would do auditions. That's when all the casting calls would come in on, on freelance sites like Freelancer, People Per Hour, Voice123, Voice Funny. And uh, mine's a little bit unique because I kind of already had sort of an in with Bang Zoom Entertainment because I had won the AX Idol competition that they did back in 2009. So they knew that I existed, you know, they, right, they knew right. that I was, I was around. And once I was in the area, I let them know, hey, I'm in the area. But even then it wasn't just like, hello, I would like to be a voice actor and I'm local and hot and looking to, I'm, I'm sorry, record. I'm looking to record near you. Um, <laughs> they, they, they started by, you know, saying, hey, well, we're doing a group walla session for background voices for this series, you know. Now, what, you, what's that? 
Can you break Walla it on that? is basically any indistinct chatter in the background. So if like an anime scene takes place in a baseball stadium and you need like nice. people okay. cheering like, yeah, go team. And they're just kind of talking over each other. You're not able to okay. pick out any one specific voice. Yeah. Um, and and I'll, I'm I'm willing to bet that the Walla sessions were less about my ability to portray a character and more about my ability to build reputation with the studio. Can you show right. up on time? Can you follow directions? Can you work with other people and not, you know, piss them off? And yeah. then once once they had enough evidence that I was consistent, I was reliable, then they were willing to send me audition sides for, you know, it started for, you know, we'll have you play this background character who talks by himself. You can hear him, but he's yeah. not named. Then it was, well, here's this character that shows up multiple times, but he doesn't really have a name. We just know that it's the same character. Those, then it was, those are more the like additional voices that exactly, you see. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Then it was, here's this named character that shows up in like episodes two, five and eight, but he only talks like twice, you know, uh, in each episode. And then eventually yeah. I started getting auditions for actual characters. The first ones I got were uh, for Sword Art Online. I got sides for Kirito and for yeah. dfl and as you know i booked kirito in that no 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 no, <laughs> no that was bryce that was bryce but that's that's how that started with them and then from there it was just this slow gradual process of uh for me just continuing to do the best job that i could do yeah with each opportunity that came in and having faith that if i left a good impression with either the new client with the same studio or the same client with a new studio that the new part of that would remember me and and would want yeah. to include me on their future roster. And that over years and years and years is how I've developed the client base that I now have that I get all of my auditions from. Nice. I nice. mean, I, I know like obviously for some cases, like there's instant success, but for a lot, I mean, it really is a lot of work. I mean, it's a it lot really of It really helps if you hold them at gunpoint. It really helps me <laughs> along. Uh <laughs> So oh. I, I know your your favorite role had to be Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer and Stick It to the Man. Um, yep. <laughs> so I remember that one. I remember it very well. Yeah. That game was actually pretty fun. I, 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 I enjoyed had to that sue game. them because they didn't ever give me food on set. So <laughs> nah, I'm kidding. Well, that's because he asked for venison, and they were like, "Man, come on, really?" <laughs> and they went, "Oh dear." <laughs> So, oh shit! Uh, one question that I, I I always find a little fascinating is if you had to get stuck in one of the voices that you've done, what would you pick to be w- one that's not just your own voice? All right. So there is this kids series. I don't, I don't like know. The start I don't of know. This. I don't know <laughs> if you've heard of it. There is this kids series called. Uh, I don't even remember it because it was such a traumatic experience. (laughs) Oh Oh my God. What was it? Hold on. I need to look this up. How is this your favorite? What what year was it? It was trauma. Ah, It was called Screechers Wild. Does that ring any bells? Screechers Wild. It doesn't sound like a kid series I've seen. It was basically basically Hot Wheels, but they have dinosaur alt phones and stuff. Okay. Okay. I may have seen that on like YouTube or something. My son's obsessed so, with Hot Wheels. So, so. I voiced three characters in Screechers Wild. Uh, I was one of the cars na- known as Revidactyl, which is how I learned my spirit animal is a pterodactyl. <laughs> nice. uh, I voiced nice. the main antagonist of the first season. 
And then I voiced the arena announcer who would commentate on all of the Screechers Wild tournament. Ah, uh, that dude, that's that's got to be the coolest role of them all because you it can was just kind of have. It was, it was horrible, <laughs> and my voice hurt after every session. And they would have me recording for eight hours sometimes because it didn't. It wasn't under a union contract, oh, and no. well, they, they paid extremely well. So anyway, this one of the voices that I did was the announcer and uh, they just wanted the, the Japanese voice sounded a little bit ridiculous. It was a little bit, you know, higher pitched and kind of nasally. So I decided to do something like this the entire time. I, I you know, I pulled from my very best performance of uh, King Candy. King so, Candy. There you go. That's how everyone knows it. So it was literally, oh, my God, Repidactyl has pulled ahead on the lead. He's taking the race. He's a champion. A champion. Oh, man. <laughs> so that that's, what I did. that's the voice you would want to get stuck in. That's what I did for 26 <laughs> episodes. Listen, listen. If I had to listen to myself do that, I want everyone else to have to listen to myself do that. That's the best argument, yes. though. Is if if yes. I had to be stuck doing it, could you, you have to be stuck. Could you imagine me at any future anime convention if I wasn't with my wife going, hey there, sweet chicks, when you're done with your lemon drop, how about we head back to my place for a little hanky-panky? Uh, so what's your craziest story on the job? Uh, I threw up in my hands and it got into the final game. Oh, man. Wait. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I believe you there's a be. story behind you that. You should be. Continue. Uh, I was recording for The Last of Us 2, and we were getting into the part towards the end of the recording sessions where we had to do these uh, battle efforts, one of which was your throat has been slit and you are choking to death on your own blood because you can't breathe because your throat has been slit. <laughs> and I'm someone who tends to go very visceral. I Even if it causes me to gag or cough or, or you know, you know, activates like my body's, you know, natural reflexes, I wanted to sound as realistic as possible. Well, I have a weak-ass gag reflex. It's very, like, I can't even listen to some of my own efforts as Subaru. Like, yeah, like, when Subaru coughs up blood and I listen to that take, I was like, you know, I couldn't listen back to it. So in the process of doing this, I'm I'm gargling my own blood, which was water, to, to simulate the, the wetness. Yeah. Um, I activated it so hard that I actually upchucked some of the chicken noodle soup that I had er eaten earlier that oh. day into my own hands in the middle of the session. Which is embarrassing because I had a scene partner standing three feet to my right oh, no. watching all of this happen. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like, I'm I'm dropping the soup that's in no. my trash can. I'm wiping no. myself off. I'm letting I'm letting them know that I'm like, hey, I'm so embarrassed to say this, but you guys are gonna want to wipe this down afterwards because there's there's a little bit of there's a little bit of mouth dookie on it. Um and and the guy who's directing me punches in and he goes. So, first of all, um, you are not the first person that this has happened to in my experience doing this. So don't worry. <laughs> you, are not you are not alone. We're all friends here. Uh, however, you are the first person who stayed on mic the whole time that you were doing that. So we have it. <laughs> it's usable. And thus it will be used. Congratulations, sir. <laughs> Fuck so, yeah. If there nice. is if there is a clip that you hear in The Last of Us 2 of a guy after you slice him sounding like he is vomiting from shock as he chokes to death on his own blood, congrats. He really is. That's not acting. <laughs> I mean, isn't that the best acting 
obviously they, you've they embraced me, your character actor they told me in acting class you have to get creative you have to use your noodle so that's what i did oh man so rolling back a little bit to getting stuck in a voice if you yourself had to be isekai'd into a world what world would you pick it could be any world video battle game network. battle oh that was fast he, extremely fast now he knew this one he's thought about this <laughs> Dude, I, I daydreamed about having the, the wheelie skates that, that Lan had in the franchise. But I, I for somehow my preteen ass knew that I was already unpopular enough as it was. Oh. And that it would just be a, it would be a fucking oh. circus if I were to show up in school in that and eat and trip on the carpet and eat dirt. <laughs> um, so I, I very did true, it. Very true, very true. I didn't, thanks to my, uh, my dad's influence. But also, I have wanted controllable net navvies that can fight off net viruses for decades like it's not even a contest so uh speaking of mega man we, we've heard the smash brothers mega man you're the best obviously One of the best I, hands down the best no never been beaten no <laughs> i told you this <laughs> whole thing is just us pumping I, you I up do, man. i do have a undefeated 100 win rate as min min I played, oh, wow. one, okay. I played one okay. Wi-Fi match the okay. night she released, and then I stopped. <laughs> <laughs> we love Smash Brothers so hard, uh, especially like back in the day. And have you ever bet on Smash Brothers? Because we have bet actual shit on Smash Brothers. Have you have you ever gotten that deep into it that you were betting on the the outcomes? Uh, the only time that I placed a bet was because I was at a tournament in Arizona and there was a guy talking shit to a bunch of people <laughs> that he kept playing. And I said, Hey, do, uh, fight me in a best of five. And if you lose, you have to shut up for the rest of the tournament. And uh, <laughs> he barely, he barely lost. And he started talking bullshit about how it was bullshit that he lost. And I reminded as, him of the bet that he made. Real. And to his credit, <laughs> he actually did shut up the rest of the tournament and we made amends <laughs> at the end. But it was, it was really funny nice. seeing everyone that was watching us being like responding after they saw that like <laughs> i called him out and he was and he was like chatting the whole time and then he got his shit kicked he almost beat me it was it was last hit game five but he did lose all right so our we we covered obviously extensively video games we covered anime we covered butt stuff do you nerd out about anything else in life naps that is fucking perfect, man. Dude, my heart, man. When you, we just when connected you, on a spiritual level. Like when you're when you're in elementary school, you love naps, or you you like naps, but not when they're at school because school naps are really awkward. And who wants to sleep in front of like all of their friends and or bullies? Like that's the best time to get cherry tapped. <laughs> When you're in middle school, naps are for are for losers. They're for babies. No one sleeps. You stay up the whole time. You fail your classes. That's what it means to be cool. <laughs> High school, you don't get the chance to nap. You no. don't. You don't have an opportunity to nap. If you nap, everyone like is like, "Where well, you're not studying hard enough. You're not planning for college. You need to prepare for your SAT." <laughs> then you go to college. And you experience your first time of, oh, my first class was done at 11. My next class isn't until four. I have a solid three, three and a half hours that I can use. Man, I'm going to just lay down for a bit. And then you have your first college nap and you wake up and it's still the middle of the day. And you go, what is this? You drink all night. I can, <laughs> I can, I can sleep outside of the evening. I can catch up. 
and it's life is never the same since then. So completely <sighs> random. In RPGs, do you prefer ranged, melee, or magic? It's not random at all. Well, it's completely like, give me on an topic. Example RPG where I'd have to choose between those. I- anything more of like an action style RPG where the one uh, character kind of sh- you can change your role. Right. In terms of an action RPG, I lean towards melee, not because I like melee classes. Like, I like the idea of rangers more. Like, when I do my yeah. dungeon crawlers, often some of my best performing members of the team are the rangers hitting from the back row while barely well, being targeted. That's where you got to be like, does a, does a sneak skill uh, actually help you? The reason why I like melee in action RPGs is because there's a lot more on the spot movement involved. Like you have to, you have to cut in close, you do a bunch of attacks and then you have to dodge out of the way right as the enemy's about to attack. In Dragalia, that's a really big thing for me. Dragalia Lost is a mobile game from Nintendo. Yeah, yeah. I often play a melee class where like, I will be right up hitting them until like the frame before their attack launches and then dodge <laughs> at the last second. Um, Hell yeah. And that's 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 what I'm really big on is using invincibility frames from either dodges or skills to yeah. to maximize my DPS, which isn't really something that you get with a mage or a ranger class. They're just, hey, I'm just staying out of the way the entire time. And that's kind of boring for me. So <laughs> so tired dead, which Funko Pop is your favorite out of all of them behind you? Oh, uh, just the ones behind me? Yeah. Uh, but what about all of oh, these don't, ones? Don't get oh, him started. No. Don't even oh, have him no. take you into the living room and into <laughs> oh, the and those guest ones room. Over there. And, You've got and, a whole Funko population. Oh so, my god. Yeah, yeah, I've got a few. But if I had to pick out of ones behind me, honestly, I don't, I don't know. Probably the either the Super Saiyan Two Gohan mm. or the Majin Vegeta. My <laughs> favorite is uh, Macho Man Randy Savage. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. I hate when they commoditized me and put me in a box, sold me for way less than I'm worth. How dare you? Don't try and bend the head off the body. You're going to snuff me like a Slim Jim. Uh, uh, <laughs> do, do you collect anything? Sadness. So outside of anime video games collections are you like a sci-fi nerd or anything do you keep up with any of that stuff not really i'm between my work and and streams it's not out of a lack of interest but just between my yeah. work and my streams and i'm have very little free time to myself so it doesn't end up being high in the totem pole of priorities so i was going to ask uh when you when did you start streaming uh around the pandemic um i stupidly <laughs> did this to myself no because I'm, I'm, i get restless if they, if i do too much of the same thing and it's not entertaining to me so you know animal crossing was fun for the first thousand hours over the course of one month but <laughs> i um, tore down my entire island like literally everything it was completely flat i removed everything and you did then that a while i ago. yeah and i it was too intimidating to start back up, so I just yeah. <laughs> I haven't played it since. I did I did exactly the same thing that I do every single time. I played just long enough to finish all of the fossils and 85 to 90% of the fish, and then I stop, and I never go back. And and I tell myself every time, Fair this enough. time will be different. This time will be different. I'll, I'll do the rest of it, and I never it never <laughs> changes. So That's fair. We want to give you the opportunity to intro your own episode. So, um, you know, we just have everybody do it. Just like, you know, hey, my name's Sean okay. Kennedy. So I in, work in, for 
Fox News. Okay. Um, and, all right. Uh, let, me know, so, let me know when to start. Let yeah, me know when to start. Introduce yourself, who you are, and then uh, you're listening to Two Dads and a Podcast. Okay. And a podcast. That's important. All right. All right. Hey, my name is Sean Hannity. Uh, I, I work for Fox News, and you're listening... <laughs> We're all getting sued by the end of this by so many, so many different entities. Oh Mountain man! Dew, oh, Pepsi, Sean. Hello, my, my name, my name is Sean Chipmunk, and I've been stuck in this voice for fifteen fucking years. And you're listening to the Two Padres podcast. <laughs> My wife can't look me in the eye anymore. <laughs> she has me put on one of those Darth Vader voice-changing helmets, so at least I sound like someone attractive. <laughs> With third-degree burns on it. <laughs> search, search your sex toy drawer. You know it to be true. I, I will be your father. I will be a father because of you. <laughs> I'm gonna make you screeching wild. How about that? Oh, daddy. <laughs> I'm dying. I'm dying. I've Seen. been dead and sick for years. <laughs> Hi, I'm Sean Chiplock, and you're listening to the Two Dads podcast. And a podcast. Close enough. <laughs> oh, hi, I'm Sean Chiplock. I do two takes in my profession, and you're listening to Two Dads in a Podcast. Um, you know, thank you guys for having me. I'm really glad that we we could talk all things voiceover today. I feel I hope I left you guys with a, a much firmer understanding. You couldn't even get through of, it. Of the, Jesus of the industry. Christ. Um, uh, <laughs> my name is Sean Chiplock. Goodbye to Two Dads in a Podcast. And uh, if I had to get. <laughs> <laughs> if I had to give one piece of advice to just anyone that wants to start a podcast or get into VO, like the one piece of advice that you are you talking directly to us? Are we doing that? Cannot ignore if you would like to, um, if you would like to get into this sort of. <laughs> and there you have it, guys. Another interview, uh, part of the interview series with Mr. Sean Chiplock. I don't know. If there's been a more fun podcast than that one to do. Uh, oh my goodness. Yeah. I, I don't think I, I've not laughed that hard during a podcast. There's so much feed, like feeding off of one another, uh, quick responses and quick jokes. A lot of personal attacks happened that night. Oh, a yes. lot of personal oh, yes. attacks. I was and told fuck you, guys... you more than once, but that didn't make <laughs> the final cut. So and you guys didn't even catch half of the shit talk literally about literal shit. shit talk yes so if you give five dollars to our patreon you can see that interview in full and it's full like glorious just regaled <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was great yeah yeah so check that out and don't forget to subscribe like hit that like button, whatever you have to do on the podcast network that you listen to, to give us some feedback and 
You can give us that feedback on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can email us at 2dap2020 at gmail.com. You can even comment on YouTube. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Let us know. You know? Wait, nice. Nicely yeah. put. <laughs> yeah, it's pleasant. No, and you can also uh, watch me eat bowls of cereal. And after we get through these summer months, because we're sort of going to bank up some episodes here this week and go on a bit of a vacation for a few weeks. Our episodes will continue, but we won't be doing it live. Yep. So, so uh, look forward after that when we get reset ourselves emotionally and physically and get back into it. We're probably going to try and create more content for YouTube, for Patreon and stuff like that so that you guys have stuff to look for and stay tuned. Next time on Two Dads and a Podcast. We will have a top five that has been kind of inspired by uh, a fan of ours. We're doing yeah. top five Green Lanterns. So I'm excited yep. to do that one because we, we both love the Green Lantern as a character. So I'm, I'm really excited for that. So keep an eye out for that next definitely, week. Definitely. Definitely. And as always, guys, thanks for listening. We love you all.